Hello again, Starseed, and welcome back to the Expand Podcast with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, I really want to talk about energy blocks. What are they? How do they actually occur? And what happens in your body when a trauma occurs and an energy block happens? And we should probably also talk about how to get rid of energy blocks in your body as well. The way that I kind of discovered this topic is through my one-on-one sessions that I used to do. And what I would see is, so because I'm clairvoyant, I'm able to scan someone's energy, scan their aura, scan their chakras, and take a look at their systems. Take a look at kind of what's going on in their body, and therefore what's going on in their emotions, and therefore what's going on uh, in their life. Everything's all connected, and it really truly starts with energy. So I started to see these basically energetic buildups that would happen in someone's body. And then I would go into, say, a past lifetime where that trauma originally occurred, and I actually saw what happens at an energetic level in the body when a trauma occurs. And and then years later, if not lifetimes later, we have to figure out and unravel and detangle those energy blocks. So I figured at this time, everyone's kind of dealing with energy blocks. It is a perfect time to talk about this topic, and hopefully it gives you a different perspective. Hopefully it gives you insight. Hopefully I can kind of paint a picture for you so that you have the tools and the skills yourself to navigate these energy blocks. So let's dive into it. Let's just go ahead and start with the visual representation of an energy block. I guess before we get there, I want to talk about chakras and I want to talk about meridians. Now, some of you, especially those of you who are in the healing field, like the energetic healing field, or if you've ever just done a Reiki course or something like that, then you'll know what meridians are. Acupuncturists, Chinese medicine practitioners all really know what meridians are. I had no idea what these were until I first heard the word and had it explained to me, but then it made sense because I can see these energy lines in the body. I just didn't have a title for it. So let me just first define meridians for you. Essentially, meridians, I'm probably going to butcher this. I actually haven't heard the definition in a very long time, but from my understanding, there's basically a lot of these really fine, like almost think about like spider web energy lines, okay? Just the lines of the web. There are these energy lines running all throughout our body, from the tips of our toes to the top of our head to the bottoms of our feet. And when these energetic thin lines intersect and they intersect over and over and over again, they create this vortex, they create this portal, they create what we call a chakra. And I don't know much about the chakras other than what I've seen, but I'm pretty sure there are minor chakras as well as the major chakras. 
Now, we are moving from the seven major chakra system to the 13 major chakra system as we evolve, and then eventually we don't need the chakras at all, and that is a whole other podcast topic that I probably should write down, and we're going to move into the crystalline frequency, which is so beautiful. So, going back to the meridians, the energy lines run all throughout our bodies, And I think that the meridians are actually the minor chakra points, so where the energy ley lines basically intersect in our body, they create these kind of little energy hotbeds, little energy hotspots, and it's this meridian. And when we maybe tap on that meridian or we uh, stick a needle in it for acupuncture or we put essential oil on it or even put a crystal on it, it, it helps a certain area or a certain part of the body or a certain energy frequency in the body. Um, and, that, and that's my best explanation of meridians. If I'm totally off, I'm sorry. Please Google it yourself. I'm definitely not an expert in it, okay? I, I'm really unresearched, let's say. I really only know what I see. Okay, so... Moving on from that, so when a trauma occurs, so we're talking about uh, any real trauma, like it could be a physical trauma, like you fall down and you hit your knee, or it could be an emotional trauma, but I really want to focus on the emotional trauma. So think about it this way, maybe when you're a kid, your parents divorce and your father leaves your mother, and your mom ends up becoming a single mom. And maybe you never see your dad again, all right? And if that is the case, I'm so sorry to hear that. That that really sucks. That experience will create this ripple effect of energy in your body. Now, we could relate that experience to the word abandonment. We could relate that word abandonment to the emotion of mm, disappointment, sadness, Maybe guilt. Maybe you you harbor guilt in thinking, you know, maybe I was a part of it. They fought all the time about having a kid and maybe I was an accident. Maybe that was my fault. So what happens at the point of trauma is there's this kind of ripple effect. There's this wave of energy that moves through your body. And what happens with that wave of energy is that it will move through your body And if you're not in a place to transmute it, obviously, if you're not in a place to neutralize it, obviously, a lot of the time it's going to get stuck in your body. That huge, intense energy wave, it gets stuck somewhere. It could be literally anywhere in your body. It could be in the tip of your finger. It could be in your left hip. It could be in your right knee. It could be in your chest. It could be in your lower abdomen. Now, of course, each chakra system um, has a certain frequency to it. And the lower chakra underneath the belly button, the sacral chakra, the orange chakra, is all about emotions. So a lot of the time, unresolved emotions or unresolved traumas do get stuck in the lower abdomen. Sometimes I see often they get stuck in the throat, the back of the neck, the upper shoulders, and that's because you felt like you didn't have a voice in the matter. You felt like you couldn't say anything while this trauma was taking place and even afterwards. But like I've said, it's not always getting stuck in a chakra. 
it gets stuck in other places too. I would say that the main reason why energy typically gets stuck in chakras is because you can think of a chakra as like an energy vortex. It's constantly sucking in energy, kind of like a magnet. And based on the frequency of what you're experiencing or what that trauma is, that energy will actually get drawn to the chakra. And what's beautiful about the chakras is that the energy will sit there and it will allow us to basically put it on hold and deal with it later. The awful thing about chakras is that it's on hold and we have to deal with it later and it's stuck there. And and the longer that that energy, that trauma is stuck there, the more issues we're going to have. And it's kind of like it builds up over time. And then there's another trauma and another trauma and another trauma, and we don't deal with any of them. And it just kind of builds up and our issues in our body, physically, mentally, emotionally, within our reality, it all gets to a boiling point, essentially. What's really beautiful and also kind of annoying about the crystalline frequency, which a lot of kids are being born with, is because in crystalline frequency, they don't actually have a chakra system, everything that happens to them, they feel intensely in the moment. They have to process in the moment and there's no harboring it. There's no holding it. The crystalline frequency will not allow these individuals to hold any animosity, to hold any guilt, to hold any old energy. There's just no capacity for it. There's no space for it. And that's where we could say, oh, well, this person is on the spectrum because when they're upset, they're visibly upset. You know, there's no, oh, we're in a fancy dinner right now and it's not appropriate to get upset in this moment. No, something happened and they're upset and they're feeling it in that moment. And there's no way of going about that. You know, there's no harboring it. There's no storing it for later. So it's so beautiful that the crystalline uh, beings have that capacity. And, And also it can be quite annoying because you have to deal with things as they come up. You have to process them. And that's where if you're listening to this and you're a parent of what you think is maybe a crystalline child who doesn't harbor anything, then please give them the tools and allow them the space to process what they need to process in the moment right and then of course they're empaths they're feeling what you're dealing with and they're helping you process it and it's a whole thing so yeah just keeping that in mind of the difference so personally I'm just gonna like totally off the cuff here be super candid but I love (laughs) oh this is gonna sound so awful I gotta love harboring energy because When I'm in the right space to deal with it, maybe I'm in a bath, maybe I'm writing a journal, maybe I'm just having a moment of feels, you know, I'll deal with it. Probably the bad thing about that is there's a lot of shit that I did not want to deal with in the past. I had not dealt with. I vehemently refused to do therapy or any of that kind of stuff um, since childhood and that that did cause issues uh, physically and emotionally and all of that. Now I really feel like I'm I'm unpacking things as they come up, and that's quite beautiful. So I feel like it would be it would be a lot to just feel everything all the time and not be able to store it away in my compartments. That's it's all I'm saying. <laughs> but I, I'm excited for the time when all of humanity can be 
crystalline beings and we have the education system that supports these beings. We have structures and systems that all allow for us to feel things as they happen. That is the ultimate solution. I will be so honest about that. That is truly where we all need to go. The ultimate solution is just be with everything that happens so that you don't harbor things, so that you're not taking the work later on to deal with them. And I do joke quite often about boomer men, basically individuals who were born in the boomer generation, right? Boomer being after the war, after World War II, everyone came back home and had a bunch of babies. And my father in particular is at the end of the boomer generation, being born in 1960. Yeah, and they're just so stubborn, like men especially, boomer men. I just, it's, it's a whole thing that I've created in my mind about you know, and, and no offense to, to, to boomers or boomer men in particular, but wow, just so stubborn, so unable to look at themselves, so unable to take responsibility for their actions or reactions, so disconnected from any sort of emotional intelligence. It's such an eye roll. And for me anyway, having that as my dad is, it's a very endearing eye roll. You know, I love him to bits. Anyway, getting off track a little bit, but going back to energy blocks, that's kind of how I see energy blocks is there's a trauma that happens, there's a huge surge of energy that moves through your body, and that surge of energy gets stuck in your body somewhere. And that can be detrimental if you don't deal with it and unpack it. So I would say some symptoms, like if you're like, how do you know if you have an energy block? Some symptoms would be repeating patterns. If you're like, oh my God, I attract the same person romantically every time. I'm always attracting the same guy or the same girl. Just repeating patterns in general. Pretty good indication that there's an energy block in you that you haven't resolved, that you haven't looked at. Just weird physical things like gaining weight is a really good example of some sort of energy block, typically an emotional block of you're harboring something in your body, you're unwilling to take a look at what that thing is, and all of a sudden you're, you're starting to gain weight. Now, I will say something really interesting, and this is definitely more of a rare case, but I have to mention it because it's, it's in my personal life which is funny how I just said I love blocking energy. Like, you know, once again, such an eye roll for me. But, and I, I definitely take that that aspect from my dad of, I love dealing with emotions at appropriate times, which isn't always the case. Like that's just simply not realistic. So what I experienced is I've had a very naturally athletic body without really having to put the effort or the work into it pretty much my whole life. And I'm turning 30 this year. And so over the past two years, of course, it's quarantine. Of course, we're not kind of getting out as much as we we usually do and, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, diet, everything else remained the same. And uh, what changed is I started to unpack old traumas. I started to, you know, got a therapist. I started to kind of deep dive into these different parts of me and really heal old wounds. And by doing that, I actually started to gain weight kind of everywhere all over my body. And as a five foot nothing human being, you know, 
an extra five, 10 pounds, it's, um, it's quite a lot for, for such a small form. So I had to really kind of deal with that and, and obviously work on loving my body no matter what, which I'm at the point of, of doing. But what was really interesting is I gained the weight after unpacking the emotions, right? And so it's kind of a different way. Typically, you will gain weight. You have no idea, you know, what you're harboring. And then once you start to unpack things, you start to lose the weight. That That's the more common example of weight gain and emotion and energy blocks. For me, it was kind of the opposite. Very, very fit until I actually started to unpack things and then the weight started to pack on which is just fascinating to observe, right? Okay, other things, lower abdominal issues, bloating, cramping, indigestion, you know, hip issues, lower back issues, because that is the emotional area of your body, that is most likely where you harbor and you hold your emotional traumas is in that lower abdominal area. And then weird things like new allergies to foods, weird rashes that just crop up on your body, hair loss, are all symptoms that you're harboring energy, you're harboring trauma. There's some sort of emotion that's trapped in you. There's some sort of energy block that's in you. And of course, a lot of these symptoms are also part, you know, due in part to just awakening symptoms as well. So it can be difficult to differentiate. I don't want you sitting there thinking, wow, I'm really blocked. You know, uh, it doesn't always have to be the case. Okay, good. So let's now talk about how to unblock, (laughs) how to unblock yourself. How do you move forward in a very free and effortless way? How do you begin the process of healing? So step one, I would say, is the recognition that you are blocked is the most important step. You cannot change anything if you refuse to admit that there's something to be changed, right? If you just, if you're like, everything's good, I'm happy, we're fine. Okay, that's like, you know, it's kind of that ignorance as well. Ignorance is bliss until the point where you start to feel the effects of the blocks in every part of your life, right? I do want to say that like financial blocks are also a part of some sort of energy harbor that you have in your body as well. So keeping that in mind. So how to release. Step number one, recognize that there's a problem and really pinpoint what those blocks may be and where those blocks may come from. And really, truly be honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, you're not going to make any sort of progress, any sort of movement. Be honest with yourself. Have I dealt with that trauma? Truly. And one of the biggest indicators of dealing with something is feeling it and no longer having a reaction around it. Were you able to really feel that trauma when it happened to you in the moment? Or were you in the middle of school or in the middle of getting married or in the middle of, you know, life in general and you just didn't have the capacity to deal with it in that moment, right? And it's sometimes difficult to ask yourself, well, I don't have a reaction around it. I'm fine. I'm healed. I'm good. When really deep down, yeah, there is something there. There is an issue there. There is a problem there. You know, you've actually just buried it so deeply, you don't think that there's a problem because it doesn't affect you. And you don't have a reaction to it because it's so deeply buried. You know what I mean? So really, truly get down deep. Uh, Be honest with yourself. You can also set an intention if you're like, oh, I just don't know if I have a block. I don't know if there's any unresolved trauma. 
What you can do is just set the intention that something along the lines of, I am ready to heal and release any energy blocks I may still have for the highest good of all involved. You know, you can change up the words, but something along those lines. I'm ready to deal with any unresolved trauma for the highest good of all involved. And watch out when you set those intentions, you know, things start to move, things start to happen. And, you know, it can be surprising sometimes how fast things move, how fast things happen. And it can be scary how fast things move and how fast things happen as well. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of put it out there that, you know, make sure you are in a good space and you are ready to deal with those traumas. And of course, when is it ever a good time to deal with traumas? Never, you know, but as a human being experiencing this binary, chaotic world, it's important that we dive deep. It's important that we get to the nitty gritty of this reality. Okay. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, so step one, recognize. I would say step two, set intentions. Your intentions, I just want to mention, can also be what you want to experience after you've unblocked that energy. I am ready to experience freedom financially. I am ready to experience unconditional love in my relationships or what have you. Okay, so those those can be some of the intentions as well. And then I would say step three is action. Action behind healing. You've done the kind of preliminary steps you've recognized, you've set intentions, and now it's time to act. And there are so many different ways of taking action on your healing journey. I'll just kind of name a couple, but there's so many others. And it depends on what you want to heal too, what your intentions are. But a couple of things that I would recommend. Body work. It could be massage. It could be acupuncture. It could be tapping. I just want to mention that if you've never heard of tapping, please check it out. I, I don't know much about it other than tapping the meridians of your body. And I find that it really breaks up the energy that's stuck in that area of your body. And we're not just talking about like a light tap. We're talking about a pretty firm tap. You don't want to beat yourself up, but, you know, a, yeah, a pretty firm tap on the chakras, but also on different areas of your body as well. It really does help to shake up that energy. Speaking of tapping and shaking up energy, ecstatic dance is a really great method of just moving your body, releasing the energy, moving the energy through your body. You can also move the energy through your body by visualizing white light coming from a source, moving through your body. That's really profound. And I do that. I try and do that multiple times a week, if not every single night before I go to bed, especially if I have a pain in my body, especially if I have an emotion I'm dealing with, I will move white light energy through my body. And for me anyway, it works every time. Therapy, right? It's so important to, whether it be a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, I don't know what the difference is between all these people, but a coach, right? Finding someone that you can talk openly with. I highly recommend a third-party 
person. It's great that you have an open, caring, loving relationship, but when your partner starts to become your coach or starts to become your therapist, it can actually be detrimental for the relationship. Once again, it's important to say, hey, I talked about this in therapy or I made this breakthrough and it's really important to talk to your partner But firsthand, you know, I had to basically tell my wife that she needed she needed to hire someone because I just it felt like it was just too much of a burden. It was too much pressure. It was um, it was changing the dynamics of our relationship, to be honest, just because I do that for a living. And so doing that for her, it just felt like too much of a burden, I guess. Okay, good. So yeah, talk, talk it out. I mean, it's great to have a best friend, but once again, someone who's objective, someone who's trained, someone who's gone to school, who has the tools for you is so, so important. All right. I think that's about it. I think that's about it. And then moving forward, as far as to you know, be proactive about no longer creating energy blocks or no longer harboring energy in your system at all, it's important that you deal with things as they come up. You really feel everything in the moment rather than stuffing it away. And even if you were to put it into a compartment or a container, find time that week, right? Not next year, not next month. Find time that week to be with yourself, to journal it out, to talk to your therapist about it, to paint about it, to cry it out. So, so important for our own well-being and mental health. All right. So I hope that this uh, podcast episode came to you in a timely manner, uh, in a divinely timely manner. And uh, I really appreciate each and every one of you. Please be sure to review this podcast if you do enjoy it. The reviews really help. So put it out there. Give it a review. Share this episode with a friend of yours. Share it on Instagram. Tag me on Instagram. I can reshare it. And yeah, just get the word out there. That really, really does help me. And of course, I I highly recommend check out my book. If you haven't already read my book and you are struggling with these deeper stages of questioning and emotional trauma and body aches and pains and other kinds of symptoms, then you're really going to enjoy it. I have an audiobook out there as well. It was super fun to read through my own book and it's a very easy listen. Not only a very easy read, but a very easy listen. So check it out. It's called You're Not Dying, You're Just Waking Up and you can find that on Audible and wherever you get your um, audiobooks and also books on Amazon. All right, sending you guys so, so much love. Keep up the good work. And as always, I will see you in the next episode as well as in the fifth dimension frequency. Bye for now.